and our Redeemer. I wish to start today by saying that I believe some of the worst types and some of the saddest stories are those which tell of a wasted life. This is an account which was revealed to me by a gentleman whom I had met in hospice while volunteering and who was at end of life. This gentleman had come to feel that his life had been wasted. He had been, with, he had been someone who had reflected upon their years of their life only to realize or most likely just to come to believe that somehow it was a waste. And in that belief and to their utter distress, there was no meaning nor any seeming purpose to the life whatsoever. They could see that they, or think that they had done nothing to help anyone do anything for anybody in any particular way. However, in listening to this gentleman, I had been told that he'd lost his wife and his children and they'd gone before him. And it also appears at this time a great stress that he did not ha at, uh, remember the words of the Bible, nor from Jeremiah, or even that from the Lord God who was with him. Nor, unfortunately, in this moment of depression, did he remember that it is God or, his, or God's comforting word, which we can find in these verses, and many of you read over and over Love never ends, but as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. But faith, hope, and love abide. And of these three, the greatest of these is love. You'll find this in 1 Corinthians verses 3 and 13. He in his sorrow had forgotten that at that time, God's love never ends, ever, even as one faces death. I also believe this type of forgetting is happening more and more in this time in which we try and hide our aging process, our imperfect lives, as well as the limited vision of our existence. We hide behind the illusion we create by obtaining more things or seeking more pleasure over any type of pain, hoping that will be the answer. How do we hide that state of having a limit or end of our lives? Well, one thing we do is attempt to conceal our dependence upon nature. As those who really don't care what happens to this planet, we see and hear about issues every day. And those who say everything will be okay. However, it is for us just like the greatest lie we tell ourselves repeatedly. That is that we do not have to depend on God. We as a community participate in these lies. We too shall come in time to have a really, really sad end to our story. A quick question for all of us. Is there a purpose in our lives now and in the future? Jeremiah had received such an answer from God. The solution produced assurance of direction, empowerment, confidence, and a power to resolve that enabled him to face hardship, suffering, and hostility. However, as we continue, however, as we as a community of God all know, Jeremiah is not the only person to receive such an offer. Every human being, being at this time, has the same opportunity through Jesus Christ every day, every hour, and every minute. Today, we find the difference between those who are interested in guidance and those who are uninterested in being open to God's guidance as well as 
aid God makes available, as well as the aid God makes available for our lives, and this is more significant than any differences that we find between the professed believers and those who profess no belief whatsoever. Is this an accurate <clears throat> indicator of actual spiritual condition of this current generation in this world? I believe it is. How do we then, as a community of God, receive this guidance? To receive this guidance, we need to find our purpose. And we need to first awaken to our calling. Jeremiah became a prophet while a young man. He was called to speak to the world, and he knew, and to the people of God, about God's disapproval of injustice and its effect on all. He was called to speak out against leaders who could not be trusted, called out against the apathy towards the faithfulness of God and the general moral failure of the people. Not unlike today, let's say, Jeremiah was called to be someone who could, would, would not be popular, not accepted, not respected, and not very secure of being a prophet, as kings tended to kill prophets. His life would never be easy. It would never be comfortable, as we read. However, would never, Jeremiah would never be forsaken, never forgotten, never abandoned by God, who called him as God always calls our community. Jeremiah would generally walk, genuinely walk with God, and I am sure he prayed a prayer, as we will find in Psalm 71. I give in part verses 1 and 3. This psalm has been described as the prayer for the lifelong protection and help. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock or refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For you are my rock and fortress. As Jeremiah, the calling extends to you is new today and every day. And the Psalm 71 is an excellent place to start when we go forth at our calls. I know that your calling or mine is not or may not be nearly as dramatic as that of Jeremiah. But your call will still include three essential factors that we find in Jeremiah's calling, just as it will in anyone's calling. What are these three requirements, you ask? They can be found in Micah for one. The desire to do justice, love, mercy, and walk humbly with our God. We are made by and for God. It does not matter the place or the conditions of our birth. It does not matter the situations or circumstances. Be they assets or obstacles in our lives, we are all made for God. Our human stubbornness and the possibility of our thoughts of maybe not being worthy enough are, or that we're afraid due to the preconceived notions which we have in just looking at being called by God. Look at Jeremiah. He tried to use the excuse of use. However, God does not accept his limited insight. God will guide him through. Jeremiah just needed to learn to trust in God, and so do we. So what excuses do we have? What is preventing us from the ability and the desire to walk with God? Are we genuinely willing or just being obstinate? Obstinacy is a resistance to God that focuses upon our own desires. But God does not 
and does not give up on any of us. We all, as a community of God, are called. The question is, will we willingly respond to God's will? God called Jeremiah to be an instrument of justice. This is also to be a part of our calling as well. Justice is not just a legal answer. Justice is we as a community, caring for what is right and always seeking what is right for others first and then ourselves. Integrity is to love our neighbors as ourselves. This is where the guidance of God lends us, leads us as if we are willing to open our hearts and listen. Jeremiah had a conflict to resolve, and the prophet was to speak for God. The prophet also had a relationship with people, just as we do. And Jeremiah identified with them as well. It never is easy to go against those we live with, just as it was for Jeremiah and just it will, as it will be for most of us. It is not easy to honestly point out our problems in our culture and to act. We may not be called to be prophets, but we are called to justice. We are called to do and say what is right. We are called to speak out against any collective or any individual actions that take advantage of others, tough issues, or people who vilify others. We are our brothers, sisters, and keepers of all races, all creeds, all borders, be they red, white, and blue, or purple and pink. We need to feel compassion towards anyone who suffers at the hands of injustice, whatever it may be. If we feel the problems that people face in this world are none of our concern, we have brought into the gross distort, we have bought into the gross distortion or misrepresentation of truth. We are as a community need to look further as to what we can do to more and deeply get involved. We may be in a privileged position now, but what about those who come after us? If, as a community, we do not stand for justice and continue to push for an equality, justice, and currently for all, we have not set up these generations that come after us for more heartache, more abuse, and more sorrow. Do we, as a community of Christ, believe that we, as a supported God-loving people, will not be held accountable for their apathy and inaction. I be thinking we must be going to get away with it? No. What do you think? The gospel is a message of mercy. It is about coming to the kingdom of God. It is about the end of sin and death. It is about renewal to a relationship of love and comfort. It is about Jesus becoming one of us, God embodied, our God who knows fully our human experience, and all that we share. It is about mercy, overriding the justice we deserve or giving us eternal future that we don't deserve. It is about our decisive and definitive purpose. Remember entirely the words of the example given by the Lord. And then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison? and did not take care of you. And then he will answer them. Truly, I will tell you, just when you did not do it for those of the least of these, you did not do it for me. 
and these will go away into eternal punishment, and the righteousness will have eternal life. Matthew 44 and 46. Do we as a community believe in Jesus meant business? Do we honestly believe this to be true? Do our lifestyles and choices genuinely reflect what we think and how we respond? Justice does lead to compassion. We should rejoice in compassion, desire compassion, and have mercy. The good news of the gospel is mercy and compassion. The message of Jeremiah is a message of mercy. You say, how is it mercy? Yes, it does warn us of the dangers of deceptions and darkness that seek our sorrow, as well as our suffering, death, and destruction. But we need to continue to be about seeking to guide people to do what is right. It brings to light cause and effects relationships that our actions have and God's desire to spare people suffering in this world. It is a message of mercy and compassion if we will continue to listen and follow God's direction through his word. If we accept, believe, and live the life of the gospel offers, we will not have a sad story at the end of our life, but have a story of joy, of walking with God, of the satisfaction of doing justice, and receive the fruits of mercy. So as it says again in Psalm 71, for you, O Lord, are my hope, my trust, O Lord, from my youth. Upon you I have learned from my birth. It is from you who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise is continually for you. It is truly our own call. All glory and honor belong to the Heavenly Father.